0: listening to panelology talks about may 2021 solicitations i'm alex
1: and i'm jenna
0: that's right it's us again you thought you'd heard the last of us no (laughs) no probably not there's really no evidence to support that no um but we have returned once more to talk about comics that will be out in about two months indeed uh, first up from AfterShock, Jin. Tell me about the Eden one shot.
1: Uh, yeah. So it's like a premiere-sized one shot. So it's gonna be big. Um, but only six ninety nine. So that's cool. It's a uh, Cullen Bunn writing some kind of psychological horror. And you know me and Cullen Bunn and psychological horror. If it's out there, I'm gonna get it. Uh, this is about a tattoo artist who gets a new client. Whose tattoos disappear, um, and he's trying to figure that whole thing out.
0: Hmm, there's nothing spooky about that.
1: No, no the the variant cover for this though, by the way, is gorgeous. Yeah. And I almost just kind of want it as a tattoo.
0: Do you do you have the who did that variant cover in front of you?
1: No. Oh. Yes. What? Well. Oh, Your camera noise. doesn't
0: want to focus on it. Oh, there we go. I
1: know. It's because it could see my face. <laughs> it's very pretty.
0: It is very, very pretty. Over at Boom, creating an unintentional theme here, uh, we have Eve, number one. <laughs> Just scroll forward, make sure there are no books about people named Adam. I don't think so. Okay. we're good. <laughs> There is a reptile, though. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Yeah eve number one this is written by victor laval with art by joe mi young this is uh listed as being for fans of undiscovered country and little bird uh it is a book about a girl who wakes up from the virtual reality that she's raised in and has to undertake a cross-country trek to save her real father uh, this is in say a, a sort of dystopian America after the ice caps have melted and a disease has spread and wiped everyone out. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit much for some people right now, but uh, Victor Laval is a really solid writer. His Destroyer was great, so I am here for more of his work. Very cool. Over at Dark Horse, Jen. Yeah. Tell me about those Apex Legends and what they do after hours.
1: Um, I'm almost scared to find out what they do after hours. <laughs> but, except I'm super not. Like, I love all of the, the extras. Like, the game is fun. Don't get me wrong. But I love all of the extra story stuff that comes with it. All of the the videos and everything that they do every season. It's all really cool. And I've said from the beginning that this needs to be a comic book series. (laughs) And they even have comic book pages that that you earn in the game. How nice. Yeah. So I think it's going to be really fun. And I think I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction that even though Octane is my favorite, Mirage is going to be my favorite in this with Bloodhound being a close second.
0: Okay. We will, we will check on I those predictions. I am making you
1: read this. <laughs> I am making you read this. I will buy it for you. I am making you read this. <laughs> I think you're really going to enjoy the characters.
0: We'll see how this plays with literally zero knowledge of any of the rest of this lore. I
1: think that's fine. I don't okay. think that you're going to need it going in.
0: Okay, that's fine. But I will. I will foist something upon you in exchange i say as though i've never done it
1: right i think that we're still playing catch up here bud
0: no no no.
1: <laughs>
0: no i don't think that's how it works no um okay. hey jen the age old question what's in the box
1: uh, i think it's kelly thompson's heart in a box
0: kelly thompson's heart is in the box
1: well it's kelly thompson's heart in a box
0: oh okay that was some real life Macy's dumb. Christmas parade we're super banter right dumb. there. It
1: really was. I hate us so much.
0: <laughs> I love us.
1: <laughs> hey, oh, sure. hey
0: NBC, get at us. We for will host real. the parade oh, for you this year.
1: I will I will absolutely work all year long to clean up my <laughs> language if they really would let us do that. You have no idea. Like I would adore doing that. It would be so horrible and I would make the worst of jokes.
0: It would bring me one step closer to living out the plot of every episode of Frasier. <laughs> this is true. So uh, what anyway, is hard in a box?
1: Um, it, it is, well, if I can get back to my notes.
0: I mean, you, you have me sold at Kelly Thompson.
1: Right, I know. That's all I really looked at. Uh, apparently this is the second edition of this trade. Um, I guess it sells really well, and it's Kelly Thompson, so that makes sense. It's about a girl named Emma, whose heart gets broken, and she wishes that her broken heart would just go away. And then, oh no, when you wish for things, sometimes it happens.
0: That's true. I've heard that.
1: It's terrifying.
0: Especially if there are stars involved. Less so if there are czars involved.
1: (laughs) Much less so if there is ours involved. Yeah. Historically speaking.
0: Only, you know, about once a year, say once upon a September, Jin is making the move on face. DC! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miracle, the source of freedom, number one of six. Uh, I mentioned this probably the when we talked about the last chapter of Future State Mr. Miracle. This is written by Brandon Easton, who wrote all four chapters of that. Uh, Fico Asio takes over on art for this miniseries, although Valentin DeLandro, who drew the Future State issues, will be doing variants. Um, This spins out of Future State, uh, but comes back to the present to tell the story of how Shiloh Norman got to where he was from being a very popular and successful magician, escape artist, to uh, being a superhero. Uh, I think Brian and I both, I know I certainly really dug those Mr. Miracle stories, so I am excited for more, uh, especially of this version of the character who hasn't been around much while I've been reading comics. Very cool. Then we have Wonder Girl number one. This is on both our lists. Written Look, and I... drawn by Joel Jones.
1: Yeah, i that's all I saw. Well, and the the character design stuff and I'm done. That's all I need.
0: So I have, I have yet to be like, Hey Jen, here are the future state books that you actually do have to read. Yeah. This is one that like, if I didn't tell you to read this and like six months from now, you were like, let me go back and check. You would, you would find me and, and, and (laughs) like beat me for it. There would be actual physical and physical violence involved. If I didn't tell you to read this.
1: Oh no. Okay, I'll read it.
0: Um there is a scene where Yara Flora plays Fetch with a Cerberus. <gasps> okay, 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 yeah.
1: alright, alright, alright. You win. Alright.
0: Um Yara Flor was one of the best pieces of Future State, which was really solid across the board, but uh this is a no brainer to me. This is like the most no brainer of all no brainers to me. Um, uh, this obviously is back in the present, given the Wonder Girl title and not Wonder Woman. Uh, telling us where Yara Fleur came from, how, how we got there. Uh, we can, we get a little tease of that in Infinite Frontier. It's very good, much book, so read. Yes. Then we have Future State Gotham number one. Which is, again, one of a couple of books that are actually staying in that Future State timeline. This is written by Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver, with art by Giannis Milano Giannis, who drew Red Hood, Future State. And this will be focusing on Red Hood, uh, dealing with being assigned to hunt down the next Batman. Uh... That was one of the handful of future state books that like, very clearly left open, loose ends that something else would pick up on. This is that something.
1: Uh Aha.
0: We also have the print release of Milestone Returns Infinite Edition. This is written by Reginald Hudlin with art by Dennis Cowan, Bill Sienkiewicz, and others. Uh, This takes the 17-page Milestone Returns that was briefly released during DC's Fandom event last year mm-hmm. and fleshes it out as sort of the jumping off point for uh, we have had Static, Rocket and Icon, and Hardware series announced that will be starting later this year, Digital First. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also Digital First. It's actually already available digitally, but the print release that kind of gives us tastes of each of those characters will be available in may and i read that 17 page version and really dug it so i expect this to be more of the same uh also that static series gonna be written by vita ayala
1: yes i can't wait
0: a book i am very excited for dc festival of heroes the asian superhero celebration uh this seems kind of like dc's answer to marvel legacy Mm-hmm. or marvel voices rather yeah um this is written by gene lewin yang rom v greg Pak, Alyssa wong amy chu min lei dustin win and others with art by marcus tope bernard chang dustin win marcia takara chung lee win francis Manipal, and others uh and is telling stories about cassandra kane katana uh Green Lantern Tai Pham, who is a character who was introduced in one of the young readers' middle grades uh, graphic novels that DC put out. Yeah. Uh, the Adam Dana Tan, who is Terry McGinnis' romantic interest, On Again Off Again, in Batman Beyond. Red Arrow, Lady Shiva, Damian Wang, and the Al Ghul clan, New Superman, and others. Uh, also, Cheshire Cat. Who is a supporting character in the ongoing Catwoman series, and who also showed up in Future State Catwoman. Uh, that's Rom V's story. Jin. Yeah. Justice League Last Ride number one.
1: Oh yeah, baby. Got that chip boy. Yep. Um basically Superman and Batman are being little bitches. <laughs> They're in the middle of a fight.
0: Why did you say that name? <laughs> that name being Chip.
1: Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but there's a murder trial. Um, And Chip is writing it. So yeah. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, must read. This is also getting a digital first release. We haven't really talked about this. DC is making a really strong effort to bolster its digital releases and actually make them, and some will be, some won't be in continuity, but make them more than just kind of, here are some stories that aren't set anywhere and just last an issue or two. Um... Which I think there's a place for, and I think a lot of those have been great and are worth checking out. But this is, I think, really an effort to make digital comics a part of... A fully-fledged part of DC's lineup and offering. Yeah. Uh, We also have the Batman Damned trade paperback.
1: That's right. I stopped reading it in singles when they took away my dick. Um, So... Now I'll I'll read it, although I bet you there's no dick.
0: Mm, yeah, that's probably a safe bet.
1: Stupid. It's just stupid. It's stupid. But that's fine. Anyway, it's got Harley <laughs> Quinn and Joker and Constantine, and it's gritty, and it's, it's Batman. I mean, it's Batman. It's Batman. It's Dark Batman. It, the Bat. Yep.
0: Over at Image. Uh, We have Aquarius, the Book of Mare, number one. Uh, This made my list in large part because uh, the writer-artist, Afua Richardson, is more or less local. Oh. Um, I have bumped into her at the comic shop I go to on occasion. Nice. um, And see her at, like, every convention in the area. She is a super cool person. Yes. She also drew all the art on Lovecraft Country. All the comic yeah. book art.
1: Yeah. Very fucking cool. Um, are you telling about what it's about? Go for it. It's about mermaids. It's retelling mermaid legends. And I fucking love mermaids. Yeah. Um, I know it's just, I just love mermaids. I love evil mermaids the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I love badass mermaids. And I even love sparkly, pretty mermaids. I don't <laughs> care.
0: There are no bad mermaids is there what I'm really hearing. There
1: really aren't. I mean, there are some that I don't want near me. Like the one from Cabin in the Woods. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Although he's a merman, so.
0: Where do you come down on Ethel Merman?
1: Uh, No, I'm fine with Ethel Merman. Yeah.
0: Okay. I don't know why my jokes are so bad tonight. <laughs> it's been a long week.
1: Just I like I just really bring it out in you. Yeah.
0: Podcast recording session number 4 of 5 this week and I
1: feel you this week.
0: <laughs> and number 5 is immediately after this. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I am watching the clock in fact.
1: Right. Well, let's get this done. Come
0: on. Yeah. Uh this first story is set in 1983
1: Harlem. Nice.
0: Uh, it's about spooky mermaids. Yeah. Sunstone hardcover.
1: Fuck yeah! Speaking of dicks,
0: this is um, what the first half of the Lisa Alley story.
1: Yeah, I think so. Volumes one through three. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you guys have heard us talk about Sunstone before. Yeah. I. It's so beautiful and so amazing and so sex positive.
0: Uh, Stepan Shaik is in the process of getting Volume Seven ready for print. Like nice. he just finished publishing the uh, the Patreon version to Patreon subscribers, and is doing like the finishes and polishes and proofreading. Oh. Pass.
1: I have these. I have all of Sunstone digitally. Yeah. But I have really wanted like stuff on my shelf. Just so mm-hmm. when people go over and look at my comics, I can be like, "Yeah, that that one's about sex." Yeah,
0: you yeah need and that like, one down
1: there, that one's also about sex.
0: You need the one horny and, comic shelf. You need I Sunstone do. and Sex Criminals and, and Money
1: Shot, Money Shot, and, um, the new one that's coming out, Alice in Leatherland. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna have all of that. Oh my god, am I uh, gonna have like a sex fiend comic dungeon?
0: Merka and Dolfo's Unnatural.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. But anyway, yeah, I, I'm just super excited about the hardcovers because it's gonna look gorgeous on a shelf.
0: Truth, I love this new, this new cover for it too. Yeah, the Good Asian Number One.
1: This is it. It's Pornsak Pinnasot, and am I saying that right? Did I say that right the first time? First uh, time did I get first time?
0: I think it's Pishasote. I don't think there's an "n" in the last name, but I might have it wrong.
1: No, you're right. It's Pishestow. Fuck.
0: The artist is Alexander Tefenki.
1: Um, and it's about Chinatown in the 1930s, and it, it's it's a noir book, and I'm super fucking excited for that. I love it. And oh no, wait, what? No, I lost my note. Oh god, never mind. No and. Just I'm excited.
0: No and. Just exclamation point. Yes. How about Made in Korea number one?
1: Did you have this on your list?
0: I did not. I missed this one somehow. It's
1: Jeremy Holt and George Shaw. And it's about a future when we don't have babies anymore. (laughs) There's no biological parenthood. You get little... AI children, and you have to raise little AI children. And I think that that's a really cool, weird thought game there. I mean,
0: as somebody who will catch and train Pokemon, but refuses to have children, I'm here.
1: Right. I am not going to birth babies, but... I mean, if it's a robot...
0: Robots are fun.
1: They are. And you they're don't like, have to like feed them and clean them and they learn fast. I
0: was gonna say they're like dogs that don't poop.
1: <laughs> I mean if it gets in the mud, I'm sure you have to clean it. But
0: You shouldn't let your robot in the mud. Mud is bad for a robot.
1: No, not necessarily. Not I if wouldn't. it's watertight and synthetic.
0: But they'd have joints. Like you'd still get mud in the joints.
1: Not if it's covered not if it's watertight, Alex. <laughs>
0: That just sounds uncomfortable. I would want my robot to be more comfortable than that. My robot's a Maybe nudist, it likes okay? Maybe
1: playing in the mud.
0: That's unrelatable. I do not. <laughs> I struggle to find humanity in this robot. Now <laughs> we are moving on. Philadelphia number thirteen.
1: More Philadelphia.
0: <laughs> here, I am so excited. Here in part for Jin to remind me to read it.
1: Exactly. Um. More super awesome vampire book it's really good if you haven't read any Philadelphia, you have time to get caught up now before the new arc starts
0: i should do that homesick pilots volume one teenage haunts this is the trade for homesick pilots
1: hell yeah this book is so good
0: yeah i love it it's it's gorgeous it's fun it is wildly creative and did i mention it's gorgeous good it's good casper wingard art it's very creepy uh also crossover volume one kids love chains uh if if redneck is donny cates writing a book just for Jin, this is donny cates writing a book just for me <laughs> it's that meta third wall breaking bullshit that gives me life oh yeah Moving on to Marvel, uh, it's event time. We have Heroes Reborn. Uh, there are four issues of seven coming out in May, making this mm-hmm. a weekly book, which I always appreciate from my events. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main series is written by Jason Aaron with art by Ed McGinnis. I did not actually check every issue and make sure that's true. Oh, I didn't either. Uh, the second issue is Del is Delquan and Ed McGuinness. The third is Federico Vicenti and Ed McGuinness. And the fourth is James Stacoe and Ed McGuinness.
1: Nice. Okay, Art. really glad you checked that.
0: <laughs> this is why I keep it in front of me. Mm. All of those written by Jason Aaron. Uh, this is basically, <laughs> what if the Avengers didn't exist and instead the Marvel Universe had a state-sponsored equivalent of the justice league um in fact it's the same it's basically the same squadron supreme we've seen in aaron's avengers run so far
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um just clearly some hijinks have happened uh to create a world where tony stark never built an iron man armor where thor is a hard-drinking atheist who despises hammers where wakanda is dismissed as a myth and where captain america was never found on the ice because there were no Avengers to find him. We also get, like, cool amalgam superheroes. Dr. Juggernaut, who is Dr. Doom plus Juggernaut. The Black Skull, the Silver Witch, and Thanos with his Infinity Rings. Uh, The one person who seems to remember the before times was... is Blade.
1: Indeed.
0: There are also a bunch of one-shots. Uh, and I've come to believe that one shot is the ideal length of event tie-in book. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up is Magneto and the Mutant Force. This is Steve Orlando writing with Bernard Chang on art. What is happening in this, Jin?
1: Man, I didn't even read it. I didn't care. I'm so oh. here for this, Alex. Okay. I'm so here for this whole concept. All right.
0: Well, Professor X <laughs> is believed dead, and Magneto yeah. finds other advice, so he sends out the... Uh, Uh, He sends out the mutant force to find uh, Professor X and bring back hope for mutants. Uh, Also, the Squadron Supreme hates mutants and killed a bunch of them. Then we have Heroes Reborn Young Squadron Number 1, written by Jim Zub with art by Stephen Cummings. Uh, This is Young Justice, but... (laughs)
1: yes marvel and also deadpool
0: and also deadpool yes we have kid (laughs) spectrum sam alexander girl power kamala khan and the all-new falcon miles morales
1: i just i just can't wait i just can't wait
0: just you wait (laughs) but yes and deadpool is here to shake things up uh, after that is Heroes Reborn Siege Society, number one. This is written by Cody Ziegler with art by Paco Medina. Um, apparently there was some kind of civil war in the Marvel Universe still, because the Squadron Supreme... I can speak. The squadron-, <laughs> squadron Supreme split in half, and Nighthawk formed his own Squadron of Europe, which... Justice League of America, Justice League of Europe. I guess uh, that is where my brain goes, at least.
1: Can we talk about who the team, the opposite team, is for this?
0: So Baron Zemo starts a team to take them down, and that team includes
1: <laughs> Natasha Romanoff, uh huh, Clint Barton, uh-huh. <laughs> Scott Lang, and Victor Creed.
0: Which of these things is not like the other? <laughs>
1: Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Heroes... I am I'm, I'm going to, this is my my prediction, that's going to be my favorite of these.
0: I'd believe it, although there's one more, I think, very strong contender in a moment. Uh, Heroes Reborn, Hyperion, and the Imperial Guard is about teenage Hyperion's cosmic quest with his Shear friends. Basically, if Hyperion is the Superman analog, this is Superman with the Legion of Superheroes going into the negative zone yeah also the solicitation for this mentions a preview of a spin-off series the star jammers
1: yeah <laughs> weird place for that i think right
0: yeah but you know what if this is an x-men book about cyclops's dad in space okay
1: <laughs> also i this was the only one of these that i was like eh, i could take it or leave it and then it starts getting into like horror and nightmares and i was like oh god dang it (laughs) fine fine you win oh oh i know which one is coming up yeah okay
0: here's here's the other one that i think could take the award for uh most fun tie-in just on premise alone Mm. heroes reborn peter parker the amazing shutterbug or as you might call it hyperion's pal peter parker
1: (laughs) exactly that is exactly what it is Oh my gosh!
0: Uh, this is written by Mark Bernadine with art by Raphael Delator, and it is "What if Peter Parker were Jimmy Olsen?"
1: Because he realistically should have been.
0: Yeah. Um, there are also just as a side note a bunch of, as you might expect given the premise of this event, a bunch of regular ongoing series that are taking a break in May. But yeah. we'll pick right back up after Heroes Reborn. Good. Uh, I think Captain Marvel is confirmed to be one of those books. Uh, basically, if it doesn't have an issue in May, probably isn't ending. It's probably just taking a nap. Yeah. X-Corp number one. One of the, the long-teased X-Men books uh, that I think some people were maybe starting to worry would not see the light of day because of how long they've been teased Mm -hmm. Uh, going back to before the the distribution shut down last year this is written by teeny howard immediate must buy with Mm -hmm. art by alberto focce and i'm just going to mention a cover by david aha because i just saw that and i am a sucker for david aha covers anytime krakoa is for closers
1: (laughs) that's exactly how this reads
0: (laughs) That's literally the first line of it. Oh, really? Yeah, look right above the deals have been made.
1: Oh, snap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. We've talked about how we're kind of at a, a a shifting status quo for Krakoa. The X Corporation is a big piece of that that's been teased. Uh Monet and Warren are in charge of it. And uh I didn't actually read this copy ahead of time because it was mm. just absolutely necessary. It's it's business room drama, boardroom drama. That's that's the actual word. Business room. You know the business room? The room where we do our business. <laughs> no, that's the bathroom. <laughs> um, uh,
1: it's, I, I kind of read this as basically how does Krakoa get money to deal in the real world. Or deal with their money in the real world, rather.
0: Well, this is this is see this is something Brian talked and I Brian and I talked about a little bit last week. It seems like the Quirion economy, which has been super insular, and the Quirion P- political sphere, which has been super insular, mm-hmm. has to start playing on the world stage and can't right. just leverage its medication. Yeah, it's like exactly. we had Hellfire Trading Company that was importing exporting, but this, like you're saying, feels like it's. Getting into the actual world economy, yeah, on Krakoa's part. So I think you're, I think you're dead on. Reptile, number one of four. Uh, so this made my list for one very specific reason. Marvel put out a press release announcing that Reptile, a character who I've never heard of before, despite the fact that he definitely has been in issues before. Would be the new breakout character of Marvel for 2021. And you know what? I am... I was surprised by the Unstoppable Wasp. I was surprised by Gwynpool. I'm going to just go ahead and accept, you know what? It is possible that this character I've never heard of... Um will in fact be the next big thing and you know what even if he's not only that much more affection for him i think this is written by terry blas with art by anid balam uh umberto lopez aka reptile has stopped fighting crime and is focusing more on family stuff uh but then his parents uh, after his he's coming to terms with his parents disappearance Uh, until maybe it turns out that he could do something about it. If he becomes a superhero again, Mm -hmm. uh, great power, great responsibility. You know how that goes. I, I know nothing about this. I just, if they want to make that crazy of a called shot, I can question it or I can lean into it. And I think it's more fun to lean into it. Uh, we also have Shang-Chi number one. This is written by Jean, Lu and Yang, with art by DK Ruan. And this is basically picking up where the five-issue miniseries by the same creative team that just ended leaves off. Uh, spoilers, maybe, for that series, if you haven't finished it. But Shang-Chi has taken the mantle of leader of the Five Weapons Society, his, his father's former position that he's always kind of refused and rejected hoping that by doing so he can actually turn it into a weapon for good the problem is all the other superheroes assume that this means that he has turned evil
1: well, of and refuse
0: to believe that he's trying to do good with it <laughs> um i think it's it's i mean it's Jean lu and yang at this point like Jean lu and yang i think is one of the most consistently excellent writers yeah Uh, in comics. And T.K. Ruan's art in the first one was great. So, like, this is another no-brainer to me. Uh, Last book at Marvel, Jin.
1: You want to talk about a no-brainer?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes. (laughs) There's not a question, like, they announced this book with the creative team. And, like, I that's a good thing because I think people would have assumed Chip was going to do it again. Yeah. And it's not Chip, although Chip has apparently read the first issue already or at least the script for it and like given the chip seal of approval. Nice. Uh who's who's writing this?
1: This is the most logical person to do this if not if not Chip Starsky, then Mark Russell.
0: <laughs> Did we actually say the name of the book? I don't think we oh, said the no, name of the book. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic for a life story.
1: Yeah. It's a life story book.
0: Yeah. Um, Mark Russell is writing. Shauna Zaxi is drawing. Yes. That's the verb form of art. He is arting.
1: <laughs> he is arting. He is arting this book.
0: Um, issue one is set against the Cold War and the Space Race. Which, perfect, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Interestingly enough, the solicitation copy calls it a one-shot, but it also says number one of six, and it's definitely been announced as a six-issue miniseries. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Get your story straight.
0: Damn. Pobody's nerfect. True. to Vault. Yes. Blue Flame number one. Uh, this is one of the, like, Turn of twenty 2020 twenty into twenty twenty one teases that Vault put out. They they mentioned that they would have a book coming up from Christopher Cantwell and Adam Gorham. This is that book. Um it is about a a cosmic superhero, Blue Flame, uh who's a do-it-yourself vigilante fighting crime in Milwaukee. Uh also a blue collar HVAC repairman. And after some kind of catastrophe, his identity blurs, and now he is being called before some sort of universal trial to prove that humanity is worth saving. Um, I forget who it, vault it was, it, this seems like a very Adrian Wassel thing to say, uh, that it is either the most or least superhero super hero story he's ever read.
1: That absolutely sounds like Adrian Mussel.
0: Um. Also, though, that fits because Vault's one rule is not that they don't publish superhero comics. And this is on its surface a superhero book, which is by itself enough to intrigue me. Yeah. Uh, But Catwell's been doing great work, and I've loved Adam Gorham's stuff for ages now, at least since the Rocket book he did with, with Al Ewing. So, must buy, must read, yep. will enjoy. Also, Money Shot number eleven, Jen, our yeah. last book.
1: Money Shot's coming back, hooray! This is, of course, still Tim Seely and Sarah Beatty, um, but we got Rebecca Isaacs doing art, and it's just more, just more Money Shot. New we teammate. A, yeah, we have a new teammate, um, who's apparently smoking out.
0: That does seem on brand for this book.
1: Indeed, yeah. But but can she tough it out? Can she get the money shot? We'll see. Some,
0: something tells me probably.
1: Pro- I mean, yeah, prob- I, probably. I have faith. And if not, we'll have another new teammate.
0: <laughs> Yay! <sighs> okay. Okay. That is everything on my list. I didn't miss anything from yours, did I?
1: Nope, that's it.
0: Cool. In that case, I am going to learn my lesson and not try to outro this without my notes in front of me. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. Panelology is a member of the Certain POV network. If you're looking for other cool podcasts about popular culture, go to certainpov.com. You can also join the Certain POV Discord at certainpov.com just scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page you'll find a link we're in there we'll talk about comics with you in that discord pretty much whenever Uh, you can also visit our website at panelologypodcast.com support us at patreon at patreon.com slash panelology get merch at bit.ly slash panelology merch capital p capital m or send us your questions comments or whatever else at bit.ly slash panelology mailbag capital p capital m uh that's it for me jen you got anything else
1: nope nothing for me i'm alex and i'm jenna go read comics
0: POV.com.